section fifty two of library of the world's best literature ancient and modern volume three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cynthia Moyer Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 3 Section 52 The Napoleon of the People from The Country Doctor by Honore de Balzac, Part 2 Here the narrator nimbly described a circle with his foot on the floor of the barn and napoleon said there that's to be a kingdom and a kingdom it was ha the good times the colonels were generals the generals marshals and the marshals kings there's one of em still on his throne to prove it to europe but he's a gascon and a traitor to france for keeping that crown and he doesn't blush for shame as he ought to do because crowns don't you see are made of gold i who am speaking to you i have seen in paris eleven kings and a mob of princes surrounding napoleon like the rays of the sun you understand of course that every soldier had the chance to mount a throne provided always he had the merit so a corporal of the guard was a sight to be looked at as he walked along for each man had his share in the victory and twas plainly set forth in the bulletin what victories they were austerlitz where the army manoeuvred as if on parade eilau where we drowned the russians in a lake as though napoleon had blown them into it with the breath of his mouth bagram where the army fought for three days without grumbling we won as many battles as there are saints in the calendar it was proved then beyond a doubt that napoleon had the sword of god in his scabbard the soldiers were his friends he made them his children he looked after us he saw that we had shoes and shirts and greatcoats and bread and cartridges but he always kept up his majesty for don't you see twas his business to reign no matter for that however a sergeant and even a common soldier could say to him my emperor just as you say to me sometimes my good friend he gave us an answer if we appealed to him he slept in the snow like the rest of us and indeed he had almost the air of a human man i who speak to you i have seen him with his feet among the grape-shot and no more uneasy than you are now standing steady looking through his field-glass and minding his business twas that kept the rest of us quiet i don't know how he did it but when he spoke he made our hearts burn within us and to show him we were his children incapable of balking didn't we rush at the mouths of the rascally cannon that belched and vomited shot and shell without so much as saying look out why the dying must needs raise their heads to salute him and cry long live the emperor i ask you was that natural would they have done that 
for a human man well after he had settled the world the empress josephine his wife a good woman all the same managed matters so that she did not bear him any children and he was obliged to give her up though he loved her considerably but you see he had to have little ones for reasons of state hearing of this all the sovereigns of europe quarrelled as to which of them should give him a wife and he married so they told us an austrian archduchess daughter of caesar an ancient man about whom people talk a good deal and not in france only where any one will tell you what he did but in europe it is all true for i myself who address you at this moment i have been on the danube and have seen the remains of a bridge built by that man who it seems was a relation of napoleon in rome and that's how the emperor got the inheritance of that city for his son so after the marriage which was a fete for the whole world and in honour of which he released the people of ten years taxes which they had to pay all the same however because the assessors didn't take account of what he said his wife had a little one who was king of rome now there's a thing that had never been seen on this earth never before was a child born a king with his father living on that day a balloon went up in paris to tell the news to rome and that balloon made the journey in one day now is there any man among you who will stand up and declare to me that all that was human no it was written above and may the scurvy seize them who deny that he was sent by god himself for the triumph of france well here's the emperor of russia that used to be his friend he gets angry because napoleon didn't marry a russian so he joins with the english our enemies to whom our emperor always wanted to say a couple of words in their burrows only he was prevented napoleon gets angry too an end had to be put to such doings so he says to us soldiers you have been masters of every capital in europe except moscow which is now the ally of england to conquer england and india which belongs to the english it becomes our peremptory duty to go to moscow then he assembled the greatest army that ever trailed its gaiters over the globe and so marvellously in hand it was that he reviewed a million of men in one day hurrah cried the russians down came all russia and those animals of cossacks in a flock twas nation against nation a general hurly-burly and beware who could asia against europe as the red man had foretold to napoleon enough cried the emperor i'll be ready so now sure enough came all the kings as the red man had said to lick napoleon's hand austria prussia bavaria saxony poland italy every one of them were with us flattering us ah it was fine the eagles never cawed so loud as at those parades perched high above the banners of all europe the poles were bursting with joy because napoleon was going to release them 
and that's why france and poland are brothers to this day russia is ours cried the army we plunged into it well supplied we marched and we marched no russians at last we found the brutes entrenched on the banks of the moskova that's where i won my cross and i've got the right to say it was a damnable battle this was how it came about the emperor was anxious he had seen the red man who said to him my son you are going too fast for your feet you will lack men friends will betray you so the emperor offered peace but before signing let us drub those russians he said to us done cried the army forward march said the sergeants my clothes were in rags my shoes worn out from trudging along those roads which are very uncomfortable ones but no matter i said to myself as it's the last of our earthquakings i'll go into it tooth and nail we were drawn up in line before the great ravine front seats as twere signal given and seven hundred pieces of artillery began a conversation that would bring the blood from your ears then must do justice to one's enemies the russians let themselves be killed like frenchmen they wouldn't give way we couldn't advance forward someone cried here comes the emperor true enough he passed at a gallop waving his hand to let us know we must take the redoubt he inspired us on we ran i was the first in the ravine ha my god how the lieutenants fell and the colonels and the soldiers no matter all the more shoes for those that had none and epaulettes for the clever ones who knew how to read victory cried the whole line victory and would you believe it a thing never seen before there lay twenty-five thousand frenchmen on the ground twas like mowing down a wheat-field only in place of the ears of wheat put the heads of men we were sobered by this time those who were left alive the man rode up we made a circle round him ha he knew how to cajole his children he could be amiable when he liked and feed em with words when their stomachs were ravenous with the hunger of wolves flatterer he distributed the crosses himself he uncovered to the dead and then he cried to us on to moscow to moscow answered the army we took moscow would you believe it the russians burned their own city twas a haystack six miles square and it blazed for two days the buildings crashed like slates and showers of melted iron and lead rained down upon us which was naturally horrible i may say to you plainly it was like a flash of lightning on our disasters the emperor said we have done enough my soldiers shall rest here so we rested a while just to get the breath into our bodies and the flesh on our bones for we were really tired we took possession of the golden cross that was on the kremlin and every soldier brought away with him a small fortune but out there the winter sets in a month earlier 
a thing those fools of science didn't properly explain so coming back the cold nipped us no longer an army do you hear me no longer any generals no longer any sergeants even twas the reign of wretchedness and hunger a reign of equality at last no one thought of anything but to see france once more no one stooped to pick up his gun or his money if he dropped them each man followed his nose and went as he pleased without caring for glory the weather was so bad the emperor couldn't see his star there was something between him and the skies poor man it made him ill to see his eagles flying away from victory ah twas a mortal blow you may believe me well we got to the beresina my friends i can affirm to you by all that is most sacred by my honour that since mankind came into the world never never was there seen such a fricassee of an army guns carriages artillery wagons in the midst of such snows under such relentless skies the muzzles of the muskets burned our hands if we touched them the iron was so cold it was there that the army was saved by the pontonniers who were firm at their post and there that gondren sole survivor of the men who were bold enough to go into the water and build the bridges by which the army crossed that gondren here present admirably conducted himself and saved us from the russians who i must tell you still respected the grand army remembering its victories and he added pointing to gondren who was gazing at him with the peculiar attention of a deaf man gondren is a finished soldier a soldier who is honour itself and he merits your highest esteem i saw the emperor he resumed standing by the bridge motionless not feeling the cold was that human he looked at the destruction of his treasure his friends his old egyptians bah all that passed him women army wagons artillery all were shattered destroyed ruined the bravest carried the eagles for the eagles d'ye see were france the nation all of you they were the civil and the military honour that must be kept pure could their heads be lowered because of the cold it was only near the emperor that we warmed ourselves because when he was in danger we ran frozen as we were we who wouldn't have stretched a hand to save a friend they told us he wept at night over his poor family of soldiers ah none but he and frenchmen could have got themselves out of that business we did get out but with losses great losses as i tell you the allies captured our provisions men began to betray him as the red man predicted those chatterers in paris who had held their tongues after the imperial guard was formed now thought he was dead so they hoodwinked the prefect of police and hatched a conspiracy to overthrow the empire he heard of it it worried him he left us saying adieu my children guard the outposts i shall return to you bah 
without him nothing went right the generals lost their heads the marshals talked nonsense and committed follies but that was not surprising for napoleon who was kind had fed em on gold they had got as fat as lard and wouldn't stir some stayed in camp when they ought to have been warming the backs of the enemy who was between us and france but the emperor came back and he brought recruits famous recruits he changed their backbone and made em dogs of war fit to set their teeth into anything and he brought a guard of honour a fine body indeed all bourgeois who melted away like butter on a gridiron well spite of our stern bearing here's everything going against us and yet the army did prodigies of valour then came battles on the mountains nations against nations dresden lutzen bautzen remember these days all of you for twas then that frenchmen were so particularly heroic that a good grenadier only lasted six months we triumphed always yet there were those english in our rear rousing revolts against us with their lies no matter we cut our way home through the whole pack of the nations wherever the emperor showed himself we followed him for if by sea or land he gave us the word go we went at last we were in france and many a poor foot-soldier felt the air of his own country restore his soul to satisfaction spite of the wintry weather i can say for myself that it refreshed my life well next our business was to defend france our country our beautiful france against all europe which resented our having laid down the law to the russians and pushed them back into their dens so that they couldn't eat us up alive as northern nations who are dainty and like southern flesh have a habit of doing at least so i've heard some generals say then the emperor saw his own father-in-law his friends whom he had made kings and the scoundrels to whom he had given back their thrones all against him even frenchmen and allies in our own ranks turned against us under secret orders as at the battle of leipzig would common soldiers have been capable of such wickedness three times a day were men false to their word and they called themselves princes so then france was invaded wherever the emperor showed his lion face the enemy retreated and he did more prodigies in defending france than ever he had done in conquering italy the east spain europe and russia he meant to bury every invader under the sod and teach him to respect the soil of france so he let them get to paris that he might swallow them at a mouthful and rise to the height of his genius in a battle greater than all the rest a mother battle as twere but there there the parisians were afraid for their twopenny skins and their trumpery shops they opened the gates then the ragusades began and happiness ended the empress was fooled and the white banner flaunted from the windows the generals whom he had made his nearest friends abandoned him for the bourbons a set of people no one had heard tell of the emperor bade us farewell at fontainebleau soldiers 
i can hear him now we wept like children the flags and the eagles were lowered as if for a funeral it was i may well say it to you it was the funeral of the empire her dapper armies were nothing now but skeletons so he said to us standing there on the portico of his palace my soldiers we are vanquished by treachery but we shall meet in heaven the country of the brave defend my child whom i commit to you long live napoleon the second he meant to die that no man should look upon napoleon vanquished he took poison enough to have killed a regiment because like jesus christ before his passion he thought himself abandoned of god and his talisman but the poison did not hurt him see again he found he was immortal sure of himself knowing he must ever be the emperor he went for a while to an island to study out the nature of these others who you may be sure committed follies without end whilst he bided his time down there the chinese and the wild men on the coast of africa and the barbary states and others who are not at all accommodating knew so well he was more than man that they respected his tent saying to touch it would be to offend god thus d'ye see when these others turned him from the doors of his own france he still reigned over the whole world before long he embarked in the same little cockle-shell of a boat he had had in egypt sailed round the beard of the english set foot in france and france acclaimed him the sacred cuckoo flew from spire to spire all france cried out with one voice long live the emperor in this region here the enthusiasm for that wonder of the ages was i may say solid dolphina behaved well and i am particularly pleased to know that her people wept when they saw once more the grey overcoat march first it was when napoleon landed with two hundred men to conquer that kingdom of france and of navarre which on the twentieth of the same month was again the french empire on that day our man was in paris he had made a clean sweep recovered his dear france and gathered his veterans together by saying no more than three words i am here twas the greatest miracle god had yet done before him did ever man recover an empire by showing his hat and these others who thought they had subdued france not they at sight of the eagles a national army sprang up and we marched to waterloo there the guard died at one blow napoleon in despair threw himself three times before the cannon of the enemy without obtaining death we saw that the battle was lost that night the emperor called his old soldiers to him on the field soaked with our blood he burned his banner and his eagles his poor eagles ever victorious who cried forward in the battles and had flown the length and breadth of europe they were saved the infamy of belonging to the enemy all the treasures of england couldn't get her a tail feather of them no more eagles the rest is well known the red man went over to the bourbons like the scoundrel that he is 
france is crushed the soldier is nothing they deprive him of his dues they discharge him to make room for broken-down nobles ah tis pitiable they seized napoleon by treachery the english nailed him on a desert island in mid-ocean on a rock raised ten thousand feet above the earth and there he is and will be till the red man gives him back his power for the happiness of france these others say he's dead ha dead tis easy to see they don't know him they tell that fib to catch the people and feel safe in their hovel of a government listen the truth at the bottom of it all is that his friends have left him alone on the desert island to fulfil a prophecy for i forgot to say that his name napoleon means lion of the desert now this that i tell you is true as the gospel all other tales that you hear about the emperor are follies without common sense because d e c god never gave to child of woman born the right to stamp his name in red as he did on the earth which forever shall remember him long live napoleon the father of his people and of the soldier long live general eble cried the pontonnier how happened it you were not killed in the ravine at moscow asked a peasant woman how do i know we went in a regiment we came out a hundred foot soldiers none but the lines were capable of taking that redoubt the infantry do you see that's the real army and the cavalry what of that cried genestas letting himself roll from the top of the hay and appearing to us with a suddenness which made the bravest utter a cry of terror eh my old veteran you forgot the red lancers of poniatowski the cuirassers the dragoons they that shook the earth when napoleon impatient that the victory was delayed said to murat sire cut them in two ha we were off first at a trot then at a gallop one two and the enemy's line was cut in halves like an apple with a knife a charge of cavalry my old hero why tis a column of cannon-balls how about the pontonniers cried gondrin my children said Ganestus, becoming suddenly quite ashamed of his sortie when he saw himself in the midst of a silent and bewildered group there are no spies here see take this and drink to the little corporal long live the emperor cried all the people present with one voice hush my children said the officer struggling to control his emotion hush he is dead he died saying glory france and battle my friends he had to die he but his memory never gogla made a gesture of disbelief then he said in a low voice to those nearest the officer is still in the service and he's told to tell the people the emperor is dead we mustn't be angry with him because d'ye see a soldier has to obey orders as Ganestus left the barn he heard the fossus say that officer is a friend of the emperor and of monsieur benassis on that all the people rushed to the door to get another sight of him and by the light of the moon they saw the doctor take his arm 
i committed a great folly said Genestus. let us get home quickly those eagles the cannon the campaigns i no longer knew where i was what do you think of my gogola asked benassis monsieur so long as such tales are told france will carry in her entrails the fourteen armies of the republic and may at any time renew the conversation of cannon with all europe that's my opinion end of section fifty two